What's going on, Patriots? Back at you with another episode of the Patriots Prayer Podcast. And I have Carl. How's it going? I have Carl with me today. So, yeah, so uh, what's going on, brother? Oh, not much. Uh, been super busy. Got a lot of things planned. I was able to uh, attend a benefit dinner the other night. So this is the one that Alice Johnson was at. Absolutely. And I, I saw the I saw the video the picture you, you posted of you in who was that? Uh, Yesenia. My I, I knew I recognized her. I just didn't remember the name. And so you saw Alice Johnson. Did you get a chance to talk with her? I did not. There was a lot of people there. It was a very busy night. Mm-hmm. Um, auctions. I've got to see a person that we're both familiar with. Um, commit to the community in so many different ways and in, an, and in a manner that is unprecedented. Are you talking about someone from the Martin family? Absolutely. Okay. All right, yeah, um, I don't want to say his name. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to bring anything up yeah. about that to implicate them okay. in any way, shape, or form. But I saw a man offer five jobs, ten jobs a year, excuse me, ten jobs a year for five years to an organization that Eddie and I are both familiar with named Hope for mm-hmm. Prisoners. Um, yeah, I, I actually got them hooked up with another underground company. Uh, and and we, can, we can tell you a little bit more about this, guys, and, and what it is. So uh, Hope for Prisoners is a uh, program that helps fight recidivism to people reoffending by getting them back involved in the community, healing the ties between them and the police and the community, and getting them into um, employment, gainful employment that they can then use to propel themselves. I had because we believe to be, to be the the fathers, the mothers, the parents, the productive citizens of this country that they that we all really truly strive to be. I yeah. think deep down, um, and so it's a well-known organization. It's been very successful. And well, the thing that separates John was John was pardoned by President Trump. Uh, live on TV, and Trump actually attended. So Trump attended the graduation. The graduation before the graduate. I graduated. Right. Before. So what, for me, this is, this is how prophetic this whole thing was for me, right? I'm sitting in my own confinement, in my own situation, and uh, we're all locked down because of COVID, so there's no movement anywhere in the entirety of the prison system. And... You know, pretty much all we got is the TV. That's it. And I sit down, and I'm a big Bible reader, and I stay in my Bible every day, uh, watch my biblical programs, and I watch the news. And um, I, I watched that news footage of him uh, talking at the graduation, and he mentioned the name of the company that I currently work for. I wrote this down in a, in a, in a journal that I have, I think, over there. And um, in the journal, I said, uh, this is a time frame. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to end up working for this company Trump mentioned on TV. I get out of my situation. My, my, my sentence was over. My prison stay was done. Um, I, I, I get out with zero dollars. No place to live. No car. No, no nothing. Period. Nothing. Which is why I feel so strongly about uh, people not making excuses. So... I get from that situation, I get in, involved in the Hope for Prisoners organization, and um, about a week into it, they had what's, what's called, uh, what's known as a virtual 
job fair. Uh, I don't know if you went to a job fair. Did they have any of the job fair stuff? Uh, the Monday after the Friday I graduated was the COVID lockdown. So this is this is this is in my case what happened. So they didn't have us in front of people like physically. We had these Zoom calls, and they told me to give me this long list. I think it was like maybe a hundred names on it for various reasons. So. I didn't care about any of that. I said, I just want, they wanted us to choose a minimum of 10. I said, I don't need 10. I just need that interview with that company right there. And I forget who the jobs coordinator was at the time. It was a blonde hair lady. I, I, I forget her name. But she uh, she comes over and she says, well, are you sure you want 10? We need you to, to, to pick 10. Are you sure you don't want 10? I said, no, I just need that one. And she said, well, they're only looking for uh, laborers. She said, is that what you want to do? And I said, absolutely not. And she said, well, I don't understand. I said, trust me, this is what I do. And I, and I laid it out for her, what I do for a living and what my expertise and what my niche was. And she looked still a little confused as to what my approach was going to be or what I was trying to accomplish. Because in her eyes, she saw me applying for a job that they weren't even uh, for a position they weren't even looking for and I'm only choosing one company instead of choosing these 10 and I'm telling her ahead of time I'm going to get hired for x amount of dollars and I'll most likely get hired today um and from that conversation I think I I got this was the funny part the funny so I get on the video on the zoom call and I'm in my suit. I'm all gussied up. And in front of me, I see two people, one of which I, I knew, one of which I've seen many times before because I work in, I've worked in the industry for years. And uh, so he didn't recognize me immediately, and I got to tell him who I was, who I worked for, what I did, what my past was, and uh, as far as my expertise. And I remember the first words out of his mouth. What the hell are you doing there? <laughs> what the hell are you doing there? So here's here's a company that realized that um, there there was a path forward and a second chance, and and they gave me an opportunity to earn that second chance, and I lit a fire under their asses. I'm just gonna say I lit a fire um, that I still continue to light daily. Uh, with everything in me, I work as if uh, I'm working for God himself. And um, so all of this from a news deal I watched where Trump was talking to John Ponder. Fast forward later, I see John on TV getting pardoned by Trump. And Alice Johnson as well in that same ceremony. She, he, she was pardoned the same time he was on the same stage in the same day. So I knew she this was, was... She was freed, though, by a policy that he, mm -hmm. that the, he the, made. The prison reform. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, uh, and, and that's the thing, right? This guy, this guy said, I'm going to do it, and he did it. And everybody before him talked about it, but none of them made any moves and, to do and it. And it had something to do with, with the old school mandatory minimums 
and a lack of looking at a case individually from my understanding right well it took it took the it took the decision making and the judgment calls away from the judges because of these mandatory minimum sentences that were a war basically on a certain segment of the population because of what was the war on drugs right everyone knows the war on drugs was disastrous it was disastrous a scene of a, a real one time of a guy saying you know uh, the, the 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 crack ep- epidemic that, would, that went through most of these impoverished areas was uh, uh, immediately tried they immediately tried to quash it with this war on crime in the 94 crime bill which joe biden was the author of and and so what it did was he locked up all of the crack dealers and left the crackheads to raise the community you know that's all they left in the community was the crackheads now look, i got a different point of view on it but Anyway, in any case, so all those people in that community were disenfranchised. They were ostracized because they were no longer allowed to vote. They were felons. They had no say. Taxation without representation. No say at all when it came to choosing a leader. And here's the messed up part. And here's how brainwashed people think because they don't take in all the facts. They make emotional decisions without having most of the facts. So Trump passes the law and gives us all back the right to vote. And what do they do? They vote for the guy that took it away from them to begin with. Just just amazing amount of brain power because they voted for the guy who locked them up instead of the guy who let them out and, <laughs> and voted for the guy who took their rights versus the guy who gave them back the right to be able to make a choice for themselves. And that just goes, that's how powerful the media is. They can take a, something that's true and something that's good, and if it's... Uh, if it's if it opposes their agenda, they will bill it as something evil. I mean, how many times have Trump been called a racist or a this or and none of they can't point to any examples. They can't give you any 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 specific examples of any of this these things they talk about, except for the lies that they invent on a quarterly basis for the last six plus years. They've at least once every three months come up with something that he smacks back like he's John McEnroe. I mean, it's it's really, really, uh, it's, it's getting to a point now where I don't understand how it's still happening. But So how was the dinner, though? It was, it was fantabulous. It was amazing. It was an honor to, to attend Pick that it. up to you a little bit closer. There you go. It was an honor to attend it. It was fabulous. Um, so some what, influential people. Um, what did she say? Money leaders. There was a, a large amount of money donated. Um, how her incarceration didn't embitter her, but it uh, empowered her to further seek God's will for her. And I and, understand and that. To, uh, to do his will. Um, I understand that. a lot that. of us have followed through with. Um, In my first term, my first term, I was doing all the things nobody should do ended up in a level four prison yard, maximum security prison situation. Uh, I saw a lot of people lose their lives. I saw some horrific things. Um, I saw people that, I mean, when you, when you talk about sociopathic and uh, just people that don't care, they're just animalistic and primal in every way, shape, or form. 
um, you know, people that will kill for a tattoo. It's it's or nuts. Less. Or, or less. less. Or less. Just, just a little bit of disrespect and you can lose your life. And it's that serious. So, you know, in that first prison term, I was, uh, I was angry. I, 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 uh, I allowed myself to feel and take part um, in all of that. But in the whole time, you know, God was still calling to me, and there were certain lines I wouldn't cross um, just because I knew that I didn't want to have to explain some of that stuff later. So I had this twisted version of morality that was nowhere near true. It wasn't right, but I would justify it to, mis- to myself. And that's part of human nature. It, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's the reason I ended up having a second prison term. <laughs> what it was. So when that one came, it was like, I'm done. I'm through. I have more potential than this. I have people depending on me. I have people who care about me. And I've screwed it up. And no one's, this is nobody's fault but mine. And I spent the entire term essentially praying for God to remove all the bitterness from me. All the bitterness for all the things that I thought people have done to wrong me, to make me end up in that position. But none of them suffered consequences for their actions, which is what got me to begin with, which was the the driving force behind most of my anger. Because without getting into the specifics, Yours truly was not a guilty party on the second term and on the first term. I, it's a reoccurring subject in this room. I, 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 I jumped on a grenade for somebody else as a way to protect somebody else and ended up taking the full brunt of the legal system myself in order to spare someone else whom I cared about very deeply um, the, the, the experience of going to... Uh, a prison facility so that's what I did and when you do something like that and that kind of loyalty is in return it can eat you up when you real when you spend that time alone because the person you did it for turns their back on you while you're in the middle of doing it, um, it, it it's something that will turn your heart black or you will become one strong individual and, and- Miss Alice Johnson, she is uh, the epitome of uh, not getting hardened, um, mm-hmm. being willing to seek outside influences, seeking outside opinions, seeking God's will for um, swallowing, you gotta talk that, right into it. swallowing that anger, hatred, resentment, self-pity that causes a lot of the issues going on today, I believe. Essentially, um, she looks at the mirror first. She she's willing to look at the mirror now. Um, she, it was a great a great evening. Um, there were several different speakers. Um, the picture of the lady Yusenia, the woman mm-hmm. um, that you saw me with, received a uh, an award from Hope for Prisoners for being the comeback kid. Um, she too has had some issues in her uh, childhood and her life. And has bounced back. She's now a licensed therapist, counselor, um, for in several different fields. Lessons learned in pain are not soon forgotten. You know. And so, um, like I said, and Miss Miss Alice Johnson was very adamant about her support for Donald Trump and his policies and his his whole being, um, what he presents 
to the world, what he follows through with. And, and, the, and the thing was, his, his prison reform, his prison reform freed over 4,000 people from prison, and 97% of those people were African American. I mean, so there's a little bit of racism for you guys. I mean, this is how racist he was. Well, I, was... <laughs> I mean, it, this is ridiculous. The stuff that they try to label him with and whatnot, because what he does is he cuts at the heart of a lot of those types of organizations like BLM and others because he exposes them for the selfish organizations that they are. They don't help their communities. Um, and, and racism has became big business for them. And now transgenderism is the biggest business going. It, it's, transgenderism is, to me, a terrorist movement. And the reason why, I mean, in its current form, now keep in mind, and I'll say this with a straight face, I'm a Christian. I'm never going to sign on to uh, be okay with or accept or enable or condone your behavior, but I will respect your choice. If you should show, choose to live that way, that's completely up to you. I'm not forcing you to follow Christ, and nor should I. But the, the, what we're up against right here are people who are saying that they want to get rid of our way of life and they dare us to try to uphold it. Indoctrinate our children. And, and, and exactly. Indoctrinate the children and then they kidnap, tell us. Kidnap children to perform um, transgender surgery. Or mut child mutilation. Child mutilation. Well, against the parents' will. Against the parents' will. Yes. And, and, that's, and that's the whole thing. They had just recently a case on TV about two weeks back where the, the therapist and everything helped the child transition. And they have a policy, not transition to surgery. I'm just talking about taking on a, a different sexual orientation style of a persona. And they, they, they enabled this, and the parent was never informed. Um, I reached out to the parent, by the way, but couldn't, I, I, I couldn't get through to her. I didn't get a response because I wanted to talk to her about it. But she went in front of the school board, and my God, she blew up. Mount Vesuvius style and made these people look really terrible. You remember the, the, the video that I had of the mayor firing the school board? Not firing, but essentially saying, if you don't resign, uh, we're going to push charges? Yeah. You, you remember I, he gave I, that? I was? do remember that. There's been several of those out lately. Um, it's glad to see. But it, it, this is the problem I had with it. I thought it was a trick. They, he said... I went and I spoke to a judge tonight, and the judge essentially told me that I had the ability within, by looking at the things that you've done, I could essentially charge you for these things, and yet what I'm going to do in place of that is give you an opportunity to resign so you don't get charged. So it looks like he's doing something righteous. It looks like he's going at them, he's punishing them, but he's not. He's just telling them to abdicate their positions before they get in trouble. See how they... They can trick you. It's a trick. He should have filed charges on each one of them people regardless of whether or not they uh, abdicated their seats on the school board. They should have seen their day in court. you got to understand the seriousness of their crime by grooming children, by allowing pornography in the school and, and, and teaching this to children. This is child abuse. And... They should have been held to account, but instead... It's not only child abuse, it is a sexual crime. It is absolutely a sexual crime. It's grooming. It's a sexually based crime It's grooming. on children. Yeah. 
I, I fully agree. I fully agree. But it, it, do you you see you see how it's very easy to make it look like, well, um, it, it I can I can make it seem like I'm punishing them so that I maintain my stature in the community when in fact all I'm doing is uh, making it look like I am when I'm really not. Dumbing it down, numbing it out, mm -hmm. minimizing it. One hundred percent minimization of uh, the full impact of the law to which they should have faced. Faced. They should have had a day in court, and and instead of what he did was he hid behind the uh, the pretense of acting like he was punishing them when he just let them off easy. Now, the uh, the next data dump is protect is is expected here rather pretty soon. Comer and Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene and others have made some very serious proclamations about the type and kind of evidence that they have on the Biden family. And they say it's a lot more expansive than just Haley and Jim and Hunter. And they also made some uh, remarks in regards to human trafficking that they tied to um, the Biden family. Now, if you follow us on Facebook, you've seen the video, you've seen the post um, that I put out of Marjorie Taylor Greene and the statement that she made. But what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to actually Over pull it up and I'm going to play it. <clears throat> I'm going to I'm going to play it for you because I, I first of all I, I like her in your face attitude. I've always liked her in your face attitude, and she says it better than I can. So listen to what Marjorie Taylor Greene has to say about what is going on with the Biden family. Pages of jaw-dropping information. Uh, there's basically an enterprise wrapped around Joe Biden uh, involving not only multiple family members, more than we thought there were, but other people as well. Uh, just a complete conglomerate of LLC shell companies where money was passing through from foreign countries, China, Ukraine, but many more countries than just those. There's a lot of information the American people deserve to know of the Biden family and the crimes they've been involved in. And the Oversight Committee has a much bigger investigation to do than we ever thought was possible. Um, I just saw evidence of human trafficking uh, this involved prostitutes, not only from here in the United States, but foreign countries like Russia and Ukraine. Uh, this is this is unbelievable that a president and a former vice president, uh, not only his son, Hunter Biden, but many more family members extending past Hunter Biden and his immediate family. Uh, we're going to have to really get to work. This is an investigation that needs to be revealed to the American people. And not only do we have questions about Hunter Biden himself, but this is going to extend into developing a web of uh, corruption, a web of fake companies uh, that's going to reveal money that came in from many foreign countries and went directly into the personal bank accounts of the Biden family where they have financially benefited directly from Joe Biden's uh, seats of power. And so the SARS reports, that's that's smoking that's, guns right there. That's what she's talking about. So what, what Carl just brought up was the suspicious activity reports. Now, we knew there were 150 and yelling. Oh, 
Yellen wasn't about to release any of the information at all. She said, basically, you don't need to know, so I'm not telling you until you can give me some type of, uh, 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 give, me, give me some smoking gun, give me some reason why you think that you should know this and what, how it plays a part in what you're looking at. And, and it didn't take them very long to provide that evidence, and she had to come up off of those SAR reports. So it's going to be very interesting. I can't wait for his report because li- just listening to what she said, contrasted by what I already know and the amount of money we've already seen move from one shell company to the Bidens and yet 12 more accounts to look at and now they're throwing in human trafficking, more Biden family members, a conglomerate of LLCs. Which the human trafficking uh, accusations, this is not the first of those. Now as it stands that I know of they're all accusations but there are human trafficking accusations numerous times Mm-hmm. And to me, that's one of the most now, one of the most evil. To, to be one fair, of the most to be fair, we, crimes a person can do. To a be slavery. fair, though, I don't I don't know if it's just prostitution because prostitution is considered human trafficking. So that's so I don't know if she's and I love Marjorie Taylor Greene, but right, I don't just I don't know if she's playing, prostitution. I don't know if she's playing up prostitution and 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 trying to you know, make it sound worse by throwing the human trafficking label. I mean, let's be honest with you on that computer. It says pedo P. How do you get yeah. out of that? Well, it's his son's computer. His son's mouth. Yeah. Pedo P. How yeah. do you get away from that? So how do you and get, then you have, how do you get to it? That's the, that's the question. How do you earn that nickname? I, I don't want to know. That's my whole thing. I, I do not want to know. Some of the, oh. some of the laptop pictures of Hunter, uh, we're, 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 I mean, you, you could, you, know, you could derive all, that from his laptop. We've all the, wanted to be a party animal, uh, 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 an influence peddler, an important person, have fun and be important doing it. You know, we get it, but at a certain level, it is unacceptable. It is, um, detrimental to the people that you serve. And that's what, yeah, poli- you, you're that's car- what politicians are. You're, they you're, might, they have reestablished their definition mm-hmm. or, they're defining areas, what have you, but they are nothing but public servants. I don't care. And that's the thing. I think that people have forgotten that. People have forgotten the fact that they work for us. The people at the Hope Dinner and that I deal with through that organization and throughout the city, they consider themselves public servants, servants of the people. But they truly Leaders, are. That's what they, they consider the definition of a leader as a public servant. They, tru- they truly are, though. So... That's the kind of people we are trying to uh, surround ourselves with, establish ourselves with, um, be like, you know. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, here's here, here's what I think he's getting at. We're, we're we put our money where we're, where our mouths are. Um, anytime I have the ability to help, um, and I'm put in a position to, that's what I try to do. I uh, I've gone out and I've I've talked to Workforce Connect which is a, uh, an organization that goes out and helps uh, teens to young adults try to uh, get out of bad situations, whether they've gotten into gangs or, you know, drugs or whatever the case may be, just have bad home lives. And we're trying to stop them from starting this whole uh, cyclical prison sentence after prison sentence or jail sentence after jail sentence. 
trying to stop that before it starts or trying to pull them back from the brink, something maybe the judges ordered them to go through or do or take part in. But I can tell you, we, we bring these people to uh, job sites, and, and we bring these kids there, and, and they work hard, man. They work hard. They go out there and they do the laboring job that, that full-grown men are doing, and they do it. And because they want, they want the opportunity. They want the opportunity. And because they didn't think they would ever have such opportunity, they, they, they tend to go they harder. They embrace it. They tend they, to go they, harder. They, they absorb it and embrace it. Like, yeah. like most people wouldn't believe. that, Because I don't think a lot of people get the opportunity these days to see that aspect of life. We're, we're led to believe that things are a certain way or they need to be a certain way because of uh, ideals that are completely wrong. Um, well, sometimes you just don't think that people believe in you. Sometimes you get to a point where you feel like you don't deserve it. Uh I've experienced that myself. I'm, we're both familiar with that, and mm-hmm. that's the the things that we do in the public. Trying to break that stigma, trying to, and in my own case, I know I had to look at things through a different lens mm-hmm. to see opportunities that I didn't think were opportunities, but hindrances. Um, so there is some give and take. Obviously, um, that's the nice thing about this country: the opportunity. That's you right. Know, we are we are afforded the opportunity. Th- we are afforded is... certain rights. Yep. We are afforded. We are actually afforded opportunities at certain rights mm-hmm. um, that we need to take up for, and most of that is personal accountability. And, you know? and any one of us can be go from the bottom percentage to the top percentage of earners. We all have that ability in a free society with a free market. The top one percent of earners in the United States. Take a look at the list this year. Take a look at it last year and the year before that. And every year you'll see they're not the same names. Different people aspire to those positions at different times because of a free market, of the equality of opportunity, not equity. I hate that word. Not equity. I want the best person for the job, and someone who looks like me does not represent, does not necessarily represent my best interest, Joe Biden. And... So just because we look alike or sound alike or whatever the case may be does not mean we have the same ideology, does not mean that you represent me better or any of those things. The best person for the job is decided by the content of that person's character. Nothing else. Zero other attributes make up. Speaking of character, um, how about we bring up, you posted on, on your last podcast, you posted a video of a trans person uh, making a call to arms. I, yeah, I, I don't disturbing. know if we want to bring it up and actually it's spend, waste, literally waste the time again on this uh, issue. But there, I think there, that, there's a man. Are you going to play it? I, I, think, I, think people, um, I think people need to understand, though. Um, hold on here. Let me see if I can get the, get the video up. Get to in that, the background, get to calling. That, get to that part of the video. Uh, here. This, this, this is one of the most. This is disturbing. Un-American, un-American, ungodly, uncivilized. Essentially, they're saying the society can be this way or that way. So keep in mind, they think no, that they're saying society has to be that their way. way. Their yeah, way, exactly. Their way. So, so what, what they're saying is, is that if we don't upend. 
if we don't up in and change everything about our moral majority, which we do have, that's why it's called the norm, because we are the norm. The average. The average, above average. And the, reason, and the reason we are the average is because we are also the majority. Yeah, because we are the majority. And I'm not talking about we're the majority because we're any ethnicity or race or anything like that. We are the majority because of our, our we're, morals. We're pro-morality, pro pro civilization pro ethics pro integrity pro family pro basically pro future generations god willing this only ends in death this is the reality of it if we put a bunch of gay people on an island and come back a hundred years later there's going to be no one there know why because they don't procreate now still believe as an american i don't have the right to tell them that they they don't hey you can't be gay no absolutely not in a free society, no one gets to choose for anybody else what you believe or do in your personal life. However, the proclamations this person is making is saying, we're not keeping our practices and our beliefs private. We're saying we're coming into your restaurant in your local area. Coming into your restroom. Exactly. And we're, we're going to go. We're, with, we're coming into your court, mm-hmm. your, your chosen court of play um, mm-hmm. your sports so prior everything. to prior to this we used to have the they say whatever they do in their own behind their own closed doors is their business well that line of thinking has led to them coming off their out of their front porch out of their closets onto the streets and into your restaurants and now they're telling you that if you don't think or believe or uh you know, and we don't cower down to their agenda. It, is correct what, is what it boils down to. If if, if, if um, we don't just accept it outright, then they're threatening our lives. Literally threatening our lives. Listen to this uh, person thing say whatever it's going to say about it's going to. It's it's disturbing. I'm warning you ahead of time. It's a man. Keep keep in mind. Keep in mind. These are the people that attack Riley Gaines. Uh, the Kenner person was the one that we read about earlier. It went online with the with the assault rifle, took pictures, and, and did all that sort of thing. Then you have the one in Tennessee who went and shot this, up the school. This is and a now person this that person identifies and actually led to the transgender gunman in a school that murdered children. This this thinking that we don't hear about. Yeah, this and please release the manifesto, release the writing, so that we can see. We already know it. You, we don't. You, I guarantee you. I know that the manifesto essentially states that they're railing against Christians from the trans community. But like I said, stated before, and I'll state again: if you're white or a Christian, you don't care. You're not covered by hate crimes. They they don't want to see it. They don't. They you. They cannot make you a victim. They don't. They don't want. They don't want to bill it that way because it doesn't help their agenda. They're a victim because they have to commit a crime. That's out. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Criminals are now the new victims. And what world does that make sense? Orange is the new black. (laughs) As as true as that is, like, I've seen several videos recently where people are saying, man, that's that's true. Like, Like, the system keeps messing with this guy, keeps lying on him, keeps trying to hold him down. No matter what he does, he can't seem to get away from the man getting at him. Trump's black. <laughs> Play this videotape. So I, there, there's there's an announcement that, here we I, go. that I have to do. I, here we go. So so 
this person uh, calls himself Tara on on TikTok. I'm I'm tar, not Tarhead if you ask. I'm me. I'm I'm not on TikTok. So, but here, let's take a listen to what what it's saying here. If you back a wild animal into a corner, they're going to become a dangerous animal. That's right. So if you want to die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. This is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. You need to arm up. Plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun. Learn how to use it efficiently. Through and through. Okay, this this person then goes on essentially to say, and you've all seen it in the last podcast. You go ahead and protect your children. Essentially, I dare you. I dare you. That's that's what that's what Tara just said. I dare you. I dare you. So we got the Carl. Carl decided. You know what? Enough's enough. And and this is something. Look. I will take personal this accountability. Is, this is not this. anything. This is not anything that Patriots Prayer podcast as a organization or team here. That this is not some no challenge that we are issuing. However, however, this person um, never visited by the FBI. I've looked for the story. I haven't seen it. So you know what? If 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 when people stop being held accountable for the crimes, the terrorist threats that they have. What you get is people that get angry enough to want to do something about it. And because we're not lawbreakers, we want to sanction it. This is what Carl says, so go ahead and sanction it. Go ahead, Carl. Tell him. It breaks my heart to have to do this. Literally. <laughs> um, I'm no stranger to, to certain things. Um, I am going to tweet Dana White to try to sanction a fight. And the tweet that I am going to tweet, as I'm telling you this, says, Hello, my name is Carl Allen Bond, Jr., a.k.a. CB. I would like to issue a challenge for a fight between myself and the transgender advocate, Tara, due to the video of his call to arms resulting in a mass shooting of children. I'm offering an opportunity for him to put up or shut up without endangering innocent lives. I want this a legally and morally withstanding event. And in that video, if you will remember, she said the moral majority. They even know she. I'm it. What the hell? <laughs> I know. It's easy to get confused. I did it too. He. I, I, I'm not trying to go with. That's a dude. It's a dude. <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm not doing this to make ratings or anything else. I will literally. I would meet this individual in the street. They called for arms and children got killed. I ain't the one. Well, here's the thing. I I, I don't, and this is, and I say this quite often, and I just had it with another issue, a, a person um, not long ago that responded to another post, and I get this quite often. Christians, when they want you to sit in the corner and be quiet and not judge and don't say anything bad about what anybody else is doing. 
Well, the reality of it is, is if you're Christian, you can't be quiet. You're not called to be quiet. You're not supposed to be quiet because quietness is a complicitness. If you see someone doing something that can result in the loss of life of innocent life and you say nothing, you are complicit. You're part of the problem. So I think that what Carl has done here. Wait a minute. I just got a, I just got a thing that says the content of your tweet is invalid. Uh, we'll work on that afterwards. I can show you how to get around that. So, the 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 again, I am not trying to spa- spread hate, discontent. I am not trying to cause divisiveness. But there are a certain point, as this individual pointed out, when there is an opposite ideal that cannot be bypassed, cannot be accepted. Something has to be done. I am trying to, God willing. Avoid the whole thing by offering to do it in a morally, legally withholding manner. A sanction. And, and if it goes down, I'm not there to be nice. I. Yeah. Well, I don't. It's I don't. All bad, bro. I don't. I don't it's think he. Would, I, I don't think. I don't think that he was being nice. And I don't think. I don't think that um, this is conducive to a society that we can sit down and have a conversation with. I can't have a conversation. With somebody, how can we be respected from the outside world and have people be willing to take us fairly and take us seriously in business? They deals? don't. They don't take us seriously in in our in our uh, in our word in our the, integrity to what, what the United States our obligations that we accept through. But but the thing is, the United States over the last four or five years has became a damn freak show. I mean, from the from the guy in charge of the nuclear waste, who looked like he was gonna try to uh, use the nuclear waste to kill Superman. Looked like I mean, he'd been adjusting to <laughs> he looked like, nuclear waste. He, he, he really looked like I, Lex Luthor and lipstick. I literally had the thought of a, that maybe he was a plant <clears throat> to steer people away from the the prospect of nuclear power. Like and, they and, put and, that guy in charge to make oh, sure we didn't go for nuclear. I want power. I want I want to bring up one more thing. One more thing. Yeah, there was yeah, there was a there was a guy there was a guy the other day and he was an ex BLM organizer who considered uh, the fact that he red pilled himself because <laughs> he he started looking into the truth of certain things seeking and it, facts and then and as a result he left the BLM uh, movement and then he started asking questions. And some of the questions he answered really made me think. And he was explaining to him in, in this podcast I was watching him on. He was explaining the fact that all these white liberal types and Antifa types would show up to these rallies in these black communities like they did in Chicago. So they weren't even from that area. They, the people that were there doing all the looting and the writing weren't from there. And the people they were looting and rioting were other black folks who lived in that community. So they're they're, instigated by the outsiders, right? Correct. I I mean, this is. And I would like to, real quickly, I'm sorry, but I would really like to thank that man. Not for switching over or anything else, but for being an American, what is a quintessential American, standing up for his ideals, standing up for what he believes is right, but then not only looking for the facts, but basing his decisions, and be willing to grow into facts for the benefit of the community, for our country, regardless of the isolated um, groups. Right. That's, so I mean, that is... That's what I mean. He red-pilled himself. Am- that 
ladies and gentlemen, around the world is America. If so, what I'm getting at is he's he's talking about these white liberal types that are coming into the movements and they're kind of hijacking these things. They're going in and they're they're firebombing, looting, beating people up, whatever, destroying property in these areas. And so imagine this, right? If you are a truly a white supremacist or an anti or an opposition group to BLM. If you were a diehard, you were not allowed in those communities to begin with. But 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 check out check out what he's saying. And he explained And if you were, it wasn't for any good for the people in that community. That's I mean, there is no good comes but, from those people being there. But but here's the thing. This is the question he asked. How likely is it maybe that the white supremacists that they keep blaming others for being they themselves are and they're the Antifa guys. Have you ever seen a black Antifa guy? I don't pay attention. I I mean, in all the videos that I've seen, the ones where they firebombed, they firebombed the police training state center in Georgia. Not one. The the one that went on Tucker Carlson and gave that interview that one time without a face mask. That one white dude. Um, and he's and he works in and is a college professor too. Can you believe that? And, and and he literally subscribes to being part of this terrorist group Antifa. And all of the Antifa videos that I've ever seen, they're all a bunch of white folks. And so... That what, we are not. What we are, if... We are, what we are if, not of the same what build if, at all. But the question is, what if they are truly white supremacists hiding behind this label and hijacking their movement and doing these things in these areas? If, if I could just jump on the back of a BLM right so I can go destroy black people's property and then call it a defense of the movement that I'm really not a part of to disguise what I'm truly Helping doing. to tear it down? Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is, uh, he blew my mind when he said it. I, I, I couldn't believe, I was like, I sat there and I thought, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes total sense. I, I, I mean, not that I, I agree with the BLM movement themselves who enriched themselves and moved out of the area away from the people they supposedly represent and took millions of dollars away from them, didn't help rebuild the businesses they closed down. And didn't do those things, which I'll state time and time again. But it's just something to think about uh, as far as these groups go because, I mean, they, they are that tricky. You know, one of the things that made this country so great was its basis on the individuality. of Individuality yes. from the beginning. Agreed. You know, and throughout history, anytime you get people grouping together, whether it's for safety, because of legitimate reasons, and so on and so forth, you build corruption, you build misinformation, egos, attitudes, uh, greed, all of the sins of man become prominent in groups of people. So the looser the group of people and the stronger the individuality is, the stronger the group of people is. It allows God to come in and work through every single one of those individuals instead of making the group the God for individuals. And I'd just like to point that out and maybe put that mindset in and all right so uh guys it's been great hanging out with you good to have carl over again and, and being able to, to get through thank this. you for letting me do this yeah yeah so um as always guys is my my sign off words are silent majority you have to stop being silent and stand your ground and we'll see you again tomorrow God bless on the you. patriots prayer